Welcome. This is an official welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel, the psychology student, bringing you his unique perspective. In other words, I spend a lot of time and a lot of money, so you don't have to. I read the boring textbooks. I listen to the other podcasts about psychology, about mental health. I strip away the fat and the useless nonsense, and I bring the essential stuff. I bring you the practical stuff, the stuff that you can use in your everyday lives, whether it might just be to spur thinking, encourage critical thinking, or real practical tips that you could use in relation to your relationships, exercising, looking at finding meaning in life, and more. So if this is your first time, welcome. I hope you enjoy. Man, I put on these glasses because it was super sunny earlier, but now the sun's coming and going, so we'll see if these stay on. So, the main message of this talk is going to be about escalation, escalation and de-escalation. Now, when I say escalation, what comes to mind? You might think of things increasing, intensifying, getting larger over time. That's what I think about as well. You could think about this in a Physical altercation, you can think about this in a verbal altercation with your spouse, right? Well, how does escalation happen? Your wife says, look, this is the third time I've told you to move your shoes away from the door. When you take your shoes off, there's a special place that you have to put your shoes, right? And then the husband instead will go, oh, well, I've told you four times to not leave your makeup in front of the mirror because I da 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 So what, what, what just happened? Someone complained about something. And instead of the other person clarifying or taking responsibility or maybe not saying anything at all, what we call this, we call this cross-complaining in the literature, meaning you complain about something and now in order to deflect that, I'm going to talk about something else to say, oh, you think I'm lazy? Let's talk about how much of an angel you are. Well, this is what you do. That is a form of escalation. Let's talk about physical altercation. I'm sure you've seen this. If you go out, especially there's some sketchier places that you don't feel very comfortable in. And someone says something, they might be homeless, they might not be. And then if a person talks back, all of a sudden it increases the probability of something serious happening. Let me give you a personal example of how dangerous escalation can be. And the way that escalation usually plays a role, it's like no one consciously thinks like, you know what, I could really soothe over and I could really cool down this heated argument, but I'm not going to. I want to intensify it. Nobody thinks that. In the moment, you're fired up. You want to say something. Maybe you feel threatened. Maybe you feel hurt by something the other person said or did. So now you want to retaliate. And the retaliation is usually quick. It's usually you don't think about it too often. It's not like a meditated thing, generally. It's usually connected to lack of self-control. And it's this impulsive thing that you do out of nowhere without thinking about it. Four words, Will Smith, the Oscars. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But let me give you a personal example. Where I live, they lifted mask mandates, okay? This was the day after they lifted mask mandates. It must have been about, I don't know, probably a few weeks ago now, three, four weeks ago. I get on the bus. Now, I still put on my mask on the bus. Whatever you do, you don't, doesn't matter. Everyone at that time had their mask on, except for these two people who come on. Now, they're both maybe in their mid-30s, early 40s. They're sitting kind of like, not in the back of the bus, not in the middle, but closer to the front where the driver is, and they don't have a mask on. They're just talking with each other. 
And there's this girl who had a mask on. Maybe she was around my age, maybe mid-20s. And I could see how irritated this young lady was seeing these two people who didn't have a mask. Now, folks, you can see something and not like it. But to verbalize, to to respond with an action, now you're going into another category. Do you know how many YouTube videos or posts on Instagram I've seen that I did not like? That I thought were useless, that I thought ridiculous, that I thought were just straight up incorrect? But me thinking that it's wrong and then me commenting, hey man, this is wrong. Like That's a different story. I, I normally, I don't ever comment. I just keep those things to myself. In this scenario, this lady, the moment those two get on, she, her very first, first words were, do you even watch the news? Do you know how inconsiderate you're being? And this lady just keeps on going. And she keeps on going. And she starts raising her voice. And she actually gets up off of her chair. And she starts moving towards one of the people who wasn't masked. And her face is going red. And I mean, she's using some, some not very nice language. And um, I was worried. I was worried because here we are. Everyone's going to work. They're going to school. I think I was going to school. And someone's creating a problem they are creating a conflict a conflict did not exist 10 seconds earlier but someone instigated it someone took it into their own hands and said look if you're not wearing a mask that and look this is nothing to do with politics just follow me for a second that goes so against my values that i have to verbalize it to you out loud in a rude tone in front of everyone okay now, as this is happening, this woman is just yelling. The rest of the bus is silent. And now she starts having a back and forth with, with one of the people who doesn't have a mask on. Regardless, the other person who doesn't have a mask on, who she's not talking to, who's, who's sitting behind her. I look at this person's thigh and I could see they were carrying a knife. Like you could see the knife case. He was wearing a shirt, but underneath you could see a case of a knife. And... Where I live, technically speaking, legally, you can carry around a knife as long as it's not for self-defense purposes. So if I say, look, I'm camping or I'm hiking, I've got a knife with me. The reason is because I need to cut something, but it's not a person. Legally, where I live, it's okay, it flies. Regardless, this individual has a knife on him and he's sitting behind this girl and this girl's mouthing off to the other unmasked person. And in my head, I'm thinking, this girl has got no idea that the two people that she is berating, insulting, using a very rude tone to, the guy behind her is armed. This is dangerous. Like, not for a moment did this girl ever think that physical altercation was a possibility in that scenario. Now, that might be because she's a woman. Some people might have described her as a Karen in that moment. And I just remember thinking, like, if, if she is going to put her hands on this on this unmasked person because the two unmasked people, one of them was a guy, one of them was a girl. She was going back and forth with the girl and the person sitting behind her was the person with the knife who was the guy. I'm thinking if she puts her hands on this girl, what's stopping the guy behind her from taking his knife and stabbing this lady? Now, there's a lot of people who have this belief. It's like, okay, go, go for it. Go on, stab me, I'll sue you. My dear friends, suing isn't going to be too great if you're dead. Suing won't do too much if you're in a coma. Be careful. Be very careful. Yes, you can't follow it up legally, but is it worth the, the trouble? 
it was getting so bad. My heart rate was increasing. I was already playing out first aid scenarios. This is a bad thing to say. I was already thinking, all right, look, this lady's going to get stabbed. People are going to scream. Doors of the bus are going to open. Everyone's going to run out. The person who did the stabbing, they're probably going to run out. Once it's clear, I'll run in. We'll call 911. Maybe we can use her jacket. We can put it over the wound. Hopefully 911 shows up. Like, I'm already going through these scenarios because I'm going, this lady's got no idea what she just walked herself into. Like, I don't know if this is mental health related. I don't know if this is how people grow up. But you know those YouTube comments you read sometimes? My worry is that people get too comfortable speaking to one another as if they were comments on a YouTube video. My dear friends, there are certain things that you just don't say to other people. You don't say to your parents. You don't say to your friends, let alone a stranger. Let alone someone older than you. Let alone even even a harsh tone might be conveyed as inappropriate. But maybe if you grow up in a household where that's okay, where escalation happens frequently between daughter and father, between father and wife, between brother and sister, maybe that becomes normal. And I just, I, I couldn't believe that this woman instigated this argument, mind you. She continues to escalate it. It goes back and forth. And she's got no idea about the danger that she's in. Her lack of self-control and her impulse. She was so annoyed to the point that she had to vocalize it. Not realizing the danger she was putting herself in. And you might listen to this and go, Daniel, i got to stand up for what's right. I would have said that too. Look, man, I'm going to reiterate this. Everybody else on the bus, including me, had our mask on. But there's a difference between you following what you believe in and then you harassing other people until you can convey them to your line of thinking or just belittling them or making fun of them. And again, look, there was a guy by the name of um, one of the Gracies that said, look, most people learn 99.5% of the people who learn martial arts they don't, they, you don't ever want to pick a fight. Fights pick you. Sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time at the wrong bar and a guy comes over and he starts saying something. He starts putting his hands on you. Sometimes you're walking down a street, you see someone getting harassed and you want to go in there and help out. It's very rare that someone with martial arts training gets it so they can go out and pick fights themselves. The people who never want to get into a fight are actually most people who do martial arts. There's going to be a very rare amount of black belts in Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, yeah, I want to fight. I go and I pick out fights. They're very rare. So when I saw this lady who instigated, who the, the tone of voice, the anger, my immediate cap went on of first aider, of I hope things don't get too bad, and of the psychology student. I went, what is going on with this young lady? Because there's no way, and you've already come to this conclusion before me, there's no way that them not wearing a mask made her this angry. Like face red, shouting, the driver didn't say anything. Thankfully, the, the whole thing maybe lasted about maybe four or five minutes before she got off. Probably less. It probably felt like five minutes to me and everyone else on the bus because it was super awkward. Probably two minutes, but, and thank God. What I was going to say was, I don't believe that that in and of itself caused this lady to, to go haywire. Maybe that day her boyfriend says, look, we need to talk. I think we should end things. And then maybe her supervisor's mad at her at work. Now, that's not a justification. 
But this whole story, this whole example that I've given about escalation, about being at the wrong place on the wrong time, and the, the messed up thing is, imagine if those two people, the, the people who were unmasked on the bus that day, imagine if they were in a bad mood. If they, as God is my witness, had responded to that woman with the same tone, with the same demeanor, the same anger, a fist fight would have broken, broken uh, would, have, would have happened. Now, maybe because there are two women involved, the chances would have been lower, but the point here is this. When most people get mad and they get loud and they get frustrated, there are other underlying issues. And what happens is for whatever reason, they can't project those issues to that person at the time. So they project it on someone else. There's a gentleman at work. He gets harassed by a supervisor. He gets belittled. He gets embarrassed in front of his colleagues. He can't speak up there. So he goes home and he belittles his wife and he speaks down to her. And the wife speaks badly to the kids and the kids go and kick the dog. You see what I mean? There's a preacher that I, I started listening to when I was 16 years old, which is so interesting because I'm not religious at all. His name was John C. Maxwell. And Mr. Maxwell said, you are one step away from stupidity. I really want people, like if you only remember one thing from this entire video, let it be this. You are only one step away from stupidity. I'll give you a perfect example. You're in a loving relationship. Things are good. School is good. You're happy. Everything's great. You go out to a party. One thing happens, leads to another, and you kiss another girl. You just cheated on your partner. And let's say they find out. You are what? You are one kiss away from ruining your relationship. You're driving. You're driving and texting. You've done it several times. Nothing's happened. But this one time that you're driving and texting, this guy starts jaywalking, you hit him. You, you hit him hard. It's looking bad. You're looking at a fine. You're looking at jail time. And let's say you put that guy into a coma. One action. You're reaching for your phone. We are one action away from stupidity. It's extremely... like. I, I think that people are a little bit too naive when they say, like, I could never hurt someone. I could never cheat on my partner. It's like, you don't realize how easy it is to cheat on your partner. If you're at a party and a beautiful girl approaches you, and statistics will tell us that a woman will get her way 60% of the time. If a man is in a relationship and he is at a party and he gets approached by another mm -hmm. woman who is not his girlfriend, who he finds attractive, and she asks him to hook up, there's a 60% chance he says yes. You are one yes away from screwing your life up. You are one, in, you're walking in downtown, some homeless guy says something to your girlfriend. You look at him, you go, hey, shut your, he stands up, you guys get into a physical altercation, guess what happens? He pulls out a knife, stabs you, runs away. You are one action away from stupid. Don't forget how I don't mean to say this to make you feel paranoid or to make you feel anxious, but I I worry, I'm concerned that sometimes I think we think that we are safer than we actually are. You're a young girl. You're coming home late night from a class or from a party. You run into two or three guys with bad intentions. These things are extremely common and they happen so quick 
and so surprising that we're often in shock. The boyfriend who hits his girlfriend. They get into an argument once, twice, three times. He gets louder, she gets louder. They start escalating. Boom! He hits her. One action completely flips your world on top of its head. So don't take that stuff for granted. Don't take that stuff lightly lightly, and don't be so naive to think that you are safe. This talk is really about impulse, impulse and self-control and understanding the dangers around us and myself included. There have been many situations where I've spoken to someone, even if I haven't said something insulting, my mere tone was rude. My mere tone was inappropriate and it was disrespectful. And then hours later when I calmed down, I go, you know what? I really shouldn't have said that. I wasn't mad at this person. I was mad because I, I failed this test and this friend did this to me and I just, I lashed out. And I really, really want to hammer this idea of even the nicest people, even the most angelic people, if you catch them at the wrong time at the wrong place, you could lash out in some pretty harsh ways. And the best way to, to work with that, and, and a Swiss psychiatrist by the name of Carl Gustafson Young talked a lot about your shadow. And I'm not going to go into that because that's a whole other video for itself. But it was this idea of, look, if you, if you believe there's a chance of that happening, the best thing you can do is be aware of it. What most people do is they say, I, I would never cheat. Like, I don't even want to think about the idea of cheating because it makes me feel uncomfortable. All of a sudden, you're at a party, two very good looking girls come up to you and they go, we want you for a night. I'm not saying every guy would say yes or every guy would say no. However, it's important to realize how easy it is to say yes. Because once you get into that mindset, you understand about the willpower that it takes to say no, the willpower that it takes not to check your phone when you're driving, the the willpower, the discipline that it takes to keep walking when that homeless guy says something to your girlfriend. Because you're thinking, man, maybe he has a knife on him. Maybe he's got a syringe. Maybe he's looking to escalate things. He's got nothing to lose, but I do. And if you can recognize that, if you can recognize how quickly your world can flip upside down, how escalation leads to that, you're going to think twice about those situations. Now, it's very hard when you're angry, when you're mad at someone to have that voice to calm you down and you don't escalate. My own thing sometimes when I get really upset, I don't talk. I just... I walk away because in my mind, what I'm thinking is it's better that I don't say anything at all rather than say something that I'm very sure of that I will regret later. I've had multiple instances where I've been speaking to someone about something. I just stopped talking. I left. They were upset. Where are you going? I came back a few hours later, said, hey, look, I was in a really bad place. I wanted to apologize. At that point in time, I wasn't in in a place to talk. I didn't have the energy to convey that message. I need to get some space. Whenever you're ready to talk today or another day, I'm more than happy to resume our conversation again now that I'm feeling a lot cooler. Now, <laughs> the, the way that I said it sounds a lot more smooth and put together, but, but that's, that's where my mind goes because I understand the dangers of escalation. 
whether in all different aspects, romantically, physical altercations. Folks, these things happen, and they could happen to you. There was a guy that said, look, if I say I've never cheated on my girlfriend, right? And then you go, well, Daniel, why not? How many times have you been given the opportunity to cheat? And I go, zero. Then you have Bill. Bill says, I have never cheated on my girlfriend. You go, Bill, how many opportunities have you had to cheat? And he goes, you know what? I've had at least nine different women over the last six, seven years come up to me, ask me to do something, and I said no. Well, now his, his word carries a lot more weight. It's got substance to it because he's had the opportunity to turn it down as opposed to me who's never even had the opportunity. So it's easy for me to sit here and go, yeah, I've never cheated on my girlfriend because I didn't want to or because I couldn't even if I wanted to. Compare that to, I've never hit my girlfriend. I've never escalated a fight a situation when I was out and about walking. Is it because someone's never said anything to me or to my sister or to my friends? Or is it because I've just never had the opportunity? So keep that in mind. And don't... People are not as angelic as we like to believe. We are capable of doing some pretty bad things. The number one reason people get PTSD is not by seeing other people do something horrific. It's I tell myself I am an angel. My mother tells me I'm an angel. I'm a sweetheart. I can't harm anybody ever. 19, I go out and I kill three people. Military service, I mean. I go to war. I kill three people. What does that do to my identity? If I grew up as this soft... Uh, fragile, doesn't hurt anyone. I just took three people's lives. I did that. I didn't know I was capable of doing something like that. It changes and it freaks people out. You go into this spiral of if I did it once, I can do it again. I can't believe how easy that was. I kind of I enjoyed it. I liked the enjoy. Oh my God, I can't say that. People are going to think I... So then you fall into that loop. Be careful with yourself. You are capable of some amazing things, but you are just as capable. Capable doesn't mean you're going to do it. Capable doesn't mean you want to do it, but capable means that you could. The opportunity presented itself. It could be a possibility. Now, just because you could doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean you're going to. But I believe facing that thing head on and sitting with that uncomfortable feeling you might be doing yourself a better service as opposed I could never do that. I will never cheat on my girlfriend. Just be aware. Be aware of how escalation happens. Be aware of how quickly things can change. And in making yourself feel uncomfortable, just sit with those feelings. And I promise you, you're going to learn a lot more about yourself than you thought you knew. Thank you for joining me, folks. This has been another episode of the Daniel Teaches Podcast. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. And don't, don't forget to relax, chill out, drink tea, go out for a walk. Take care of yourselves. Physical health and mental health, super important. Bye-bye, everybody.